0: even as I was thinking and I was praying about what, what I should be sharing about today, since Zechariah is over, right? What should I be, be uh, speaking about today? And it, it, as I, I was seeking God, I was praying. It was so simple. Malachi, right? After Zechariah comes, Malachi. And, and for, for a little bit of background, in, in the book of Malachi, There was was 400 years of of silence where there was no oracle from God, there was no prophecy, there was no word from God. The people just lived in silence and they desired to hear God. So this evening, I'd like to share with all of us a, a message that I've entitled, In the Silence, Wait. In the Silence, Wait. So, you know, the people of God, even as they were in those silent years, and, and we know it, and, and it's called the intertestamental period. You know, um, what did they do? What could they do? Well, all they could do was wait. And this word wait, it actually has a, a bad uh, reputation. It has a bad connotation to it, right? Wait always looks passive. Looks like, you know, I'm not doing anything. I'm, I'm just waiting. But I want to encourage you today um, uh, because, uh, well, I'm, I'm uh, known as a person who always says the best things to come, uh, come to those who wait, yeah? The best, comes, the best things come to those who wait. And, and I get a lot of criticism, I get a lot of flack from my friends uh, for saying that. But when I say it, I don't mean just to sit on your, on your behind and, and, you know, do nothing and wait for whatever it is that you're looking for to, to come and, and drop on your lap, but if I were to put a picture in your mind of what waiting really means, of this what this um, word wait really means, let's look at a waiter, alright? Let's look at, at a waiter, and you know, when, when I was first uh, courting my, my wife uh, now, uh, Shamin, uh, so we went out to this French restaurant, uh, a nice, posh restaurant, right? Uh, I wanted to impress her. Uh, now we just go to the, the mama, okay? So at that point of time, uh, yeah, so I brought her to this French restaurant and, and, and the, the waiter came up to us and he was like, Bonjour, my name is Till. Uh, how may I help you? Uh, we've got the pâté and the escargot uh, and, you know, how can I serve you? And, and of course I said, uh, thank you very much, just give us a few minutes and, and I'll order soon. Well, that is the picture of a waiter. You know, uh, the traits of a good waiter are, are this the, wait, the waiter waits on his or her customer. The waiter is always waiting, he's always on standby to serve the customer. You know, if, uh, as you come in, uh, as you enter the place, they will give you the menu. Um, in the same way, this French restaurant suggested a couple of things, uh, they will suggest a couple of things that are, are, are good in, in the restaurant, right? And the better the restaurant, the more attention that they pay to you, right? So they will will care for your every need, you know. Um, If your your drink goes down a little bit, they'll they'll top it up, you know, make sure that everything is okay. Um, uh, Even as you are eating, they'll come up and check check on you, how are you doing, sir? How are you doing, ma'am? And even if you were to drop your utensil on the floor, before you can even reach out to, to pick it up, they are trained to pick it up and exchange it for a new one immediately, Right? So that's the image that I want to put in, in, in your mind of wait. So let's not wait passively. Let's not wait uh, you know, with, with a, a, a blank mind, but let's wait like a waiter. You know, always being on standby, always waiting on who? Always waiting on what? We're waiting on the Lord. We're waiting on His direction and His pur- purpose for our lives. And, and I want to share with us what did the the people of God do even as they went through these 400 years of silence? All right? So they were definitely waiting. They were waiting for God. But before I go into it, why don't we start with a word of prayer? Shall we pray? Amen. Thank you, Lord, for this day you've given us. Thank you, God, for the fact that today we are so close to Christmas. But Lord, even in, in those days, those times of Malachi, Lord, there was silence. And Lord, Let's learn together, even as as you speak through me, Lord, and and Lord, even as I've prepared this message from the book of Malachi, that you would remind all of us, Lord, what should we do in this silence? Lord, through the silence, through the stillness, through the uncertainty, Lord, we want to put you in the midst and in the centre of everything that we do. We praise you and thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 So I'm just going to go uh, into a couple of passages of Scripture through Malachi, and the first one is, is this. Um, Malachi 3, verse 7, it says this, Return to me, and I will return to you, says the Lord Almighty. And the first thing I want to highlight is this, it is restoration. You know, the Lord wants us wants for us to return to Him, right? And, and what does that mean? It it is not just a a, a question of of coming back to to, to a place or to a person, but it's a question of where is our heart? And even right now as I'm speaking, where is your heart? Where does your heart lie? Restoration is is about the posture of our heart and it's about returning uh, to God. You know, in this time of the pandemic, um, I feel that there, is, there are two extremes of people. There is one extreme because, you know, you've got, you've got nothing much to do in terms of your work. So you have focused your time and your attention to, to look into the Word, to go close to God, to be diligent in your, your daily devotion, to be faithful even as you, you seek God. But I also believe that there is the other extreme of, of people. You know, you may be uh, jaded by your circumstance. You may be hurt by a relationship. You may be confused by things that are going on in your your workplace. And you may be even jaded by whatever is going on right here in church. But this word, restoration, it talks about the posture of your heart. Where does your heart lie? And And it's about returning yourself to God. And I'm not just talking about Coming back to physical church, while that's a good thing, and and I'm so happy to see so many of you um, here this evening, it's not just about coming to to physical church. While that's important, I'm not going to deny that that fact, but I'm an extremely realistic person, right? So I was thinking, if we were to gather, all of us, all of us, even those of you who are watching online, there's about 4,000 of us in SIBKL, how many services do you think we need to run? Nine services with social dis- distancing. At least nine. At least nine. And uh, uh, I think the, the first people to, to, to jump is probably the worship team. They'll be shaking in their, their legs. Uh, you know, all, all the serving team, they'll, they'll probably burn out because that is how often they need to serve, how, how much they need to serve. But, you know, don't worry. I'm not going to ask us to do that. I'm not, I'm not suggesting this. But when it comes to restoration, the Bible talks about this in Hebrews. Hebrews 10.25 says this, not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day approaching. You know, there are, there are many ways we can gather together as a church. You know, it, it, one of the ways is definitely to sign up, register for your ticket and come to a physical service, right? But there are many other ways we can fulfill this, this scripture as well. We can gather as, as a people of God. And the first thing, you know, I've got a couple of things that, that I want to suggest is to have a physical watch party. We just have heard about Christmas where, where it's a, a watch party where everybody will gather together and, and you know, celebrate Christmas. Maybe you, some of you will have a, a chicken or a whole turkey or something like that, and you're going to celebrate together in your homes, in the comfort of your own homes. But there are there are many of us who, who live in a neighbourhood, in, in a Taman, right, and, and you've got, got neighbours, you've got friends, invite them over, and you can attend service together. You know, I've, I've heard of somebody who, who uh, they're in a condo, they realise, hey, there's a lot of us in this condo, we're actually from SIBKL. And so, you know, we can gather together in our condo, we can, we can attend the service, we can watch the service together online, but after that, we can spend some time in ministry, we can spend some time praying for each other. So that's a physical watch party. But there's also an online watch party. And what that is, is, well, I'm, I'm sure uh, some of you may know what it's, it's about. So you watch the service together online, and, and maybe later on you can connect over, over Zoom or, or you know, whatever platform that you use. But uh, I'm, I'm reminded by my own father-in-law, you know, on a Sunday, he says, we have an appointment with God. We have an appointment with God. And for us here in SIBKL, 5 p.m. on a Saturday, 8.30 and 11 a.m. on a Sunday, that's our appointment with God. That's the appointed time that we have with God. So let's do our very best to stick to it. And you know, I had the privilege uh, myself of anchoring one of these uh, watch parties. It's called the YA watch and eat party. So uh, yeah, there's a couple of us who are YA pastors. We, we kind of co-anchored this YA watch and eat party together. So uh, I think we can see a picture of that on the screen. So you know, when we gather online, we, we, we attend the service together, we, we, we worship together, uh, we're encouraged to, to turn on our videos, you know, so that we can at least see each other online. And then we, we listen to the sermon together, we are encouraged by the sermon. But after that, we don't just all log out. What happens is we say, hey, what is one thing that you've learned today from, from the message? What is one thing that you picked up today? And we talk about it, we, we encourage each other, and at the, at the end of it, we, we actually pray for each other. So it has been a very good time uh, with, with online watch parties, and if this watch party didn't bless anyone else, it blessed me. Because you know what, I'm I'm human, right? And and if if I if if I could have it my way, I, I just want to be lazy, watch church, whatever time I want. But it was this bunch of people that kept me focused and said, "Hey, we need to keep this appointment." So we gather at 10:45 before uh, 11 o'clock service. We attend the service together, and then we hang out for another 20 to 30 minutes, just chit chatting. And and this has kept me in check, you know, even as I uh uh serve together. And even as I anchored it, it has made sure that I attend church and I listen to the sermon. But there's also another way. So there's the physical watch party, there's the online watch party, but there's the third way. And I, I, I'm going to call this the Malaysian way. All right, it's having a meal together. All right, so you can gather, whether it's before service or, or after service. Um, if you want to eat and watch service Kenla, Ken lah, as long as you are together right um, so have a meal together uh, incidentally the the restaurants are all open they are, they are packed right and i want to encourage you just have a meal together over a meal connect with each other and you know there are so many other ways that we can meet together that we can gather together as a family of god as as a church of god and i believe i believe you know that all of us we are we are brothers and sisters we are the body of christ and we have all the resources, all the talents, all the giftings that we need right here to minister to each other. And, and I want to thank God for that. And I believe that wherever you're at, you know, whatever you're struggling with, find a community, be in a community, uh, you know, watch the service together, whether it's, it's uh, right here or even it's online. I'm going to encourage you to just come together because you will be ministered to whether it's through the Holy Spirit or whether it's through through someone that you meet physically as well. You know, so I believe that with all my heart. So I've talked about about this, about restoration. Next, I want to move on to the next verse and I'm going to go into Malachi 3.16 and it says this, Then those who feared the Lord talked with each other and the Lord listened and heard. A scroll of remembrance was written in His presence concerning those who feared the Lord and honored His name. You know, it's it's this talks about God remembering those that were faithful to Him, those that were obedient to Him, those that honored His name. And I want to encourage all of us that we be count in, we be counted in that that remembrance of God, in that remnant that God has talked about. You know, this, this promise is for anyone and everyone that faithfully serve Him. And, and this point about serving, you know, you don't have to serve on the worship team or, or be an usher, although we, we really thank you and thank God for, for all of you who do serve in these teams. But you know what? Serving does not need to be something that's on stage, something that, that is seen, but it could be something as simple as being kind to your spouse. Loving, loving your wife, loving, loving your husband. There are so many other ways that we, we can do. You know, um, uh, many of us, most if not all of us, are in some kind of workplace. You know, so you can be in the workplace, you can minister to your friends, your colleagues at the workplace, uh, maybe even say a prayer for them, uh, and that is actually serving, serving the Lord. And you know, in the Bible it says this, whatever you did for the least of these, you did it in my name, in in me, God's name. So in fact, if you do something simple, something that looks meaningless, but in fact, you are serving God. And God says, I have a faithful remnant. I remember this remnant of of mine and and these are the people who who honour me, who, who lift up my name and who are faithful to me. Regardless of the circumstance, that they are in right now, that that we are all in right now. You know, this is the best time for us to understand what it means that we don't just go to church, but we are the church. You know, I believe that all, every single one of us, we're called to be the body of Christ. So we are the church. We embody the church of of God, you know. So throughout this pandemic, um, businesses have been affected, schools have been affected, you know, uh, I think only recently the schools kind of opened up. Uh, there's many businesses who are really bleeding money. Uh, there are many relationships that are strained, that, that um, need restoration and reconciliation. But also, there are some people who are affected mentally and emotionally because of, of the pandemic in one way or another. And, and through this, we can understand that, you know, we are the church. We can be uh, the hands and feet of God in in any way possible. And through that, right here in SIBKL, we've got this program called the CIA program. It's it's not a secret uh, covert operation. It's just called Cells in Action. And there's another one just like it. Um, uh, It's called the Community Aid Project, right? So so these two programs have been used by, by many of you. You know, I'm not sure how many of you have actually been involved in CIA. Why don't we see a show of hands, yeah? There are a couple here and there. Um, And if you're even online, why don't you drop a a, a note if you have been involved with this CIA and CAP uh, programs, right? Being involved in CAP or CIA, it makes us the hands and feet of God because we are called to be the body of Christ together, right? So whether it is as simple as getting food, you know, providing food for someone in need, Um, Buying groceries so that somebody who who needs those groceries uh, to to survive the next week is is helping uh, one another. Um, Getting essentials so that somebody who, who is in need will be able to provide for their family. Helping people who are in need, even in financial need. You know, at the end of the day, we have become hope. We have become a beacon of light to those who are seeking it, to those who really need this and and there are so many who are in need even in this time. So I want to encourage all of us with this. Let's be that faithful remnant. Let's be the one that the Lord will remember in that remembrance because not just because we go to church, but because we are the church. We are the church embodied in our hands and our feet. So I've shared today about restoration, about remembrance. And I want to talk about the last thing today, and it is about reconciliation. And this is taken from Malachi 4, verse 6. It says this, He will turn the hearts of the parents to their children and the hearts of the children to their parents, or else I will come and strike the land with total destruction. So, you know, this is an excellent picture of reconciliation that's, that's brought by Malachi, you know. Uh, and, and it almost seems like it's, it's utopian, it's, it's unheard of. It's almost to the point where it's impossible. Because if you look at the world today, it's almost as if the the mothers and, and daughters and sons, fathers and their sons and daughters as well, they are completely on two different planets. They are on two different worlds. How will these two be reconciled to each other? But that's what Malachi is saying And do you know what? This is the last verse in the Old Testament. This is the very last thing that is mentioned in the Old Testament. And then 400 years of silence. And do you know what comes up after those 400 years of silence? Jesus comes. Jesus comes born as a baby after all those years of silence. So, you know, it is true. This, it is through reconciliation between um, parents and children that I believe will, will pay, pave the way for the Lord to come again. And incidentally, this, this whole, this verse, Malachi 4.6, I first heard it in such a way when I first stepped foot in SIBKL during EO3. Let's see how many of you have been there at EO3, all right? Yeah, Pastor Chiu and Pastor Lee definitely were there at EO3. And I was a young young boy. Okay, I was young uh, because I just turned 17. But as I heard this verse being preached, and, and, um, and I, as I heard it, I heard this, this phrase being uh, mentioned. It's called Father Hunger, with reference to, to this, to Malachi 4 verse 6. And throughout that, that trip that I, I, I came down to uh, KL for the, the EO3 conference, so what happened is I'm from Penang, and uh, incidentally, some from our worship team are also from Penang. So uh, yeah, we got a lot of Penang Lang today. But yeah, so I came down from Penang uh, with a bunch of people. And, and what was happening was during that, that time, my dad said, you know, why don't you stay with your grandparents while you come for this conference EO3, right? And I will bring you to the, the conference every day. At that time, 17, can't even drive yet, right? While the, the, my youth pastor then together with some of the leaders that were invited for that conference, all had to bunk in at at somebody's house. You know, we are thankful that somebody opened their house, but they all had to bunk in in that house. And they they practically had to find their way um, here, uh, sorry, to the venue which was in CP Tower then, uh, to to come together for the conference. But me, I have, wow, like chauffeur-driven. You know, my own dad was willing to drop me. And, and I, was, I was quite reluctant. I was like, No, I want to spend time with my, my friends, you know, because they are all my peers. Uh, we all lead in, in church together. It's, it's a church youth group, you know, we, we minister together. Um, and, and I want to spend time with them. I want to go to the mama with, with them. And my dad was like, No, just stay with your, your grandparents. Uh, besides, they stay 15 minutes away, right? And, and they will fetch me. So I relented. I said, Okay, I will stay with my grandparents. And Right that day as I heard this message being preached about Malachi 4 verse 6, I remember sitting in the car and my dad, my dad who picked me up, he asked me, Joel, is everything okay? And I was like, how does he know? Because uh, everything that was going through my mind, I was actually worried about a couple of things. He he actually said, you look a bit stressed. You look like you've got something in your mind. And he said, "Um, uh, is anything wrong? So I said, uh, I, I didn't say this, but I thought to myself, I'm actually concerned because after this conference, I've got a camp and I'm going to be one of the leaders. I'm just hoping that all the things at the camp will go well. You know, so I was just hoping that, that he wouldn't know about it. And it was from that moment, from that time, where it sparked that reconciliation with my dad. And I must say that after 18 years, today I truly honour and respect my dad. I, I'm thankful to have a dad that's so full of wisdom. Do you know, he is a big part of the, the reason why I'm, why I'm here in full-time ministry. He is a big part of the reason why I married my, my wife, Shamin. Uh, you know, I was struggling with a couple of things, but he's the one that that said, hey, if God has called you to, to her, marry her. And even to the point where I was in a at a point where I was so disappointed, I, I felt like I really disappointed God, and and I was thinking of giving up in ministry. It's my dad who said, stay on, press on, the Lord will come through for you. And I want to thank God for that reconciliation, you know, because that is a story that I can tell. But I want to encourage all of you here, where is your story? How is your relationship with your dad, with your mom? Because at the end of the day, God wants to reconcile us between father and son and and and, uh, uh, and and daughter, as well as mother and son or daughter. And, and I wanna say to all of us, you know, um, especially to the younger people here, you know, don't say this this line. Okay, booba. All right. If you've never heard of that, if if you're of the, the older generation, if you've never heard of that, it's actually something that is not very good. What it means is to to brush aside or, or to to put down somebody, something that the older generation says. And I want to I say, if you're a Gen Z, if you're a millennial here, don't ever say that to somebody older or, or rather born earlier. Because while you may be more adept or we may be more adept with Twitter, we be, may be better at TikTok or, or Telegram, but actually they taught you how to read in the first place. They taught you how to tie on shoelace. They taught you how to to have a bath and and, and take care of yourself, right? So I want to encourage all of us, let's show some honour and respect to the older ones, the the people in the older generation, the baby boomers. But even those of us who are here, and you are in the older generation group, you are the baby boomers, or what I would like to call, you are born earlier. You're not older, you're just born earlier, right? I want to say, you know, here... In SRBKL, we would never disrespect, we would never dismiss anything that you say because for us in the younger generation, what we want is to follow a good example. We are looking for people that will inspire us, people that will influence us, and people that will cheer us on through what is, what is to come next. You know, I'm, I'm so blessed today. So many people were praying for me. <laughs> and and I'm, I feel really blessed. And, and they come from all generations, all ages. And as as a younger person, I'm very blessed. And I want to encourage all of you who are in the older generation or born earlier, don't be discouraged because we honour you, we we appreciate you. There is always a place for you here in SIBKL. Amen. Continue to guide us, the younger generation. You know, so I've talked about restoration, I've talked about remembrance, and I've just ended with reconciliation. The question for all of us today, this evening, is this. What are you waiting for? There must be something you are waiting for. What is it you are waiting for? You know, um, it could be anything. It could be something trivial. It could be waiting for even like a a website to load or your your payment uh, to get get through, right, because everything is online. But even as I've talked about this, I want to encourage all of you that you could be waiting for something very deep and something very meaningful to you, some some, uh, relationship that's gone astray, uh, some some business that that you you wanted to turn around, you know. But I want to encourage all of you that even as you wait, the Lord will come through for you. For me, there is this very simple but very real story that I'd like to share, and it's about my graduation. So incidentally, I graduated two weeks ago with uh, a Master of Arts in Ministry. Thank you for all your encouragement. Um, it's, it's on, it's on uh, our Instagram, and some of you have posted, uh, sent me personal messages as well. And I want to thank all of you for celebrating together with me. But what if I tell you that I actually had to wait? Wait, and I didn't wait because I didn't have anything to do. I had to wait with uncertainty because of this. So the story goes, I was offered to graduate in 2019. You know, the, the school was saying, hey, Joel, you've completed almost all the modules. You've just got two more modules. So on your merit, on, on your, your, your good behavior, uh, and on completing so many modules, we want to encourage you to, to graduate. But I, uh, I'm not sure whether it's wise or foolishly declined. I said, no, I want to finish every single modules so that I don't hutang anybody, anything, right? So I want to complete everything. And then in 2020, the pandemic hit. So I was due to complete the last two modules. And, I, and I'm thankful that I managed to complete it online. And I completed the two modules in 2020. And through that time, the university, the college that I was in, actually went through some administrative uh, difficulties. And it was at that point, I was like, hey, I finished everything, but I'm not sure whether I can graduate. I'm not sure whether I can get the scroll, you know, wear the motorboard board and all that. I'm not sure whether I can go through with this. And then I, I prayed, I asked God, uh, you know, at least give me a sign, give me something that, that I, can, I can go uh, through with it. And then after a long time of waiting, after a year of waiting, finally, just a couple of months ago, the university, the, the college I, I was with, contacted me and said, "Joel, we know you're, you're, you're supposed to graduate last year, and although we can't have a, a, a graduation then, we'll do a, an online graduation." And I think some of us here were at that online graduation, celebrating with me. And I want to thank all of you, but I also want to thank God and I want to thank the, the school, the, the, the school, because it was through this um, online graduation that I realized, hey, I'm not just equipped with knowledge, I'm not just equipped with wisdom, but I'm also now equipped with patience and perseverance and the knowledge that God is going to be the one that comes through for me. And even as I've shared that with you, whatever it is that you are waiting for, I want to say that at the end of the day, that through the silence for the, for the people of God, it was 400 years of silence. But after that, Jesus came. After the 400 years of silence, they were struggling, they were waiting, they didn't know what they were waiting for, but Jesus came. And I want to encourage those of you who are waiting on something. You are in a dead end. You're in a situation where it looks like there is no way out. You can't go left, you can't go right, you can't go backward, you can't go forwards. It's just a dead end. I want to encourage you that the Lord sees you and the Lord will come through for you. There may be some of you who are in a financial situation where you've, you've lost a lot of your finances, your, your business is bleeding, you're not sure whether you can survive. And I want to encourage you that the Lord will come through for you. But also, there may be some of you here who are parents and you're praying for your children. Firstly, you're praying that your children will come back to the Lord. They may have gone astray, they may have lost interest in church, in in, in the youth ministry, in Narrow Street, in in whatever it is that they serve in. Or they even may have lost interest in studies because studies has been online. I want to encourage you, continue to wait, continue to press in. Because at the right time, the Lord will come for you. And at the end of the day, Jesus will come as a saviour. I want to encourage all of you that, you know, we are literally two weeks away from Christmas. And Christmas, it signifies exactly what I'm I'm trying to talk about today. Because in two weeks, it is the symbolism of the Lord, our Saviour, the Messiah, who came down to earth to redeem us, to restore us. And He remembers every single one of us. He is the one that came to reconcile us to Himself and He is coming. And even as we celebrate that, He is here to save all of us, to be that Messiah. And do you know there's a person in the Bible, his name is Simeon. And he was, uh, he saw Jesus as a young baby and he said, this is the Messiah. This is my Saviour. And I want to encourage all of us to be like Simeon. Although you may be going through struggles, you may be going through trials, you may be going through a period of silence from God. It seems like it's silent from God, but wait and be like the faithful remnant, be like Simeon, who was wise enough to know that the Lord was there with him. We're going to close in a moment, but I just want to pray for a couple of of people, for a couple of groups this evening. And even as we do that, I want to encourage all of us to close our eyes, bow our heads because I want to pray for for a couple of uh, groups of people here this evening. Amen. The first group is this. You are going through something where you feel the Lord is silent. You are waiting on Him. You do not know what else to do. You've been praying, you've been seeking God, but all you can really do is wait, is wait on the Lord. And if that is you here, I want to encourage you to just slip your hand up silently, very quietly. Nobody's looking around, but I want to bless you. Even in your silence, even in your struggle, waiting for God to answer you. I want to encourage you, you know, just put up your hand It's not about showing it to me. It's not about showing it to anyone else. But I believe that the Lord will come through in your situation. Amen. We're going to pray for those hands that are here physically, but if you're online as well, even in the comfort of your your home, your living room, raise your hands. You can can even stretch out your hands to the the Lord, even as I pray for you. Father God, I want to thank you for all these hands that are stretched out to You. And Lord, You see them, You see the struggle that they go through. Lord, You you know that the silence that they are experiencing right now. But Lord, I want to ask, Lord, that Your presence would be with them. Lord, that You would be that light at the end of the tunnel, that regardless of what they are praying and seeking You for, You would be the Lord, the Messiah that saves them. Lord, I pray that that they would continue to seek You with all their heart. They would not give up, they would not lose heart. And Lord, at the end of the day, You would come through for them in such a powerful way that they would know it is You who has come through for them. It couldn't have been done by men, but it's only You, Jesus. So God, I want to pray for these my brothers and sisters who have their hands stretched out to You this day. We thank You and we praise You. Thank You, Lord. I want to pray for another group of us. And even as I was talking about the faithful remnant, I, I spoke about the faithful remnant, th- those that are remembered by God. I want to encourage all of us here. If you, if you feel that, you know, God, I want to be that faithful remnant. I want to be with You regardless of the circumstance. want I want to obey You. I want to be faithful to You. You know, regardless of what I go through, the challenges that I face, I want to be faithful. I want to be trusting in You. And if that is You this day, can I encourage You to just rise to Your feet? And by rising, You are saying, God, I want to be that faithful remnant. I want to be counted as that faithful remnant. Lord, I want to be remembered by You. I don't care what other people think, but Lord, I want to be remembered by You. Lord, I want to be faithful to Your commands to me. I want to be faithful to Your promises to me. And Lord, even as, as Lord, we all rise, I pray that, Lord, You would bless us, Lord. We thank You, Lord, for each and every person that is standing here right now. Lord, we pray that this, this bunch of people will be truly the faithful remnant in Your presence, Lord, in Your Kingdom. And Lord, even as we are faithful to You, Lord, You would be faithful to us. You would come through for us. Lord, You would be that Saviour, that Messiah to us. And through that silence that we go through and as we wait, You would come through for us. So God, we praise You and we thank You. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Father God, we want to thank You that You are Emmanuel. You are here with us. We want to thank You that God is indeed with us. And Lord, through everything that we are going through, through the silence, through the stillness, we want to wait on You. Lord, we want to declare that Lord, You are the only one who can be our saviour. You are the only one who can be our answer. So God, I pray for every single person that is here physically in church this evening, as well as those who are viewing this online, that Lord, Your presence would fill the place that we are in. And Lord, that You would truly be our salvation. You would be the Messiah who saves us. We praise you and thank you in Jesus' name. And now, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make His face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the the Lord turn His face towards you and give you shalom. Amen. God bless all of you. Thank you for joining us this evening. Have a blessed week ahead. God bless.